You are listening to the AFNYC podcast. The quintessential guide to making it in New York City. We're your hosts, Dana Dana and and Brian Brian Lee. Lee. Welcome to AFNYC's first podcast. Guys, we're doing a podcast. This is our first podcast ever. Ever. History is being made in this moment in real time. Wow. Just to give you a little bit of a visual right now, we are currently sitting in our bed. Brian is wearing his pizza-themed pajamas. Just so you know, I collect pajama bottoms, so if you ever find like a pair that has a really cool food on it, send it to me. Um, The size varies, but we'll (laughs) let you guys make the decision and not go into that. That's all Brian wants for his birthday. Um, So... We have been living in New York City now for five years this August. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Time has seriously flown by and so much has changed since we moved here five years ago. Um, It's just crazy to think how nothing looks like what we thought it would look like. 100%. And I think we're at the place where we thought, well, what was the information we could have used five years ago? And what what's the sort of how-to tool guide that we needed when we first moved to New York? So we thought we'd start this podcast because so many people ask us for advice and for different things. And the truth is, we're figuring it out as much as the rest of you, but maybe this is a really cool way for us to all figure it out together. Amen, Brian. I'm loving the positivity. Thank you so much. It's rare, but it's here. So I think we should dive in just sort of from the beginning, how we got here, moving to New York. What did we do when we first moved to New York? It's a pretty scary leap for people. I mean, I know I was very hesitant to move to the city. I was really nervous. I graduated uh, Berkeley College of Music and my first instinct was, okay, well, now I'm going to go home back to Toronto and, you know, get a real job. And I graduated at the same time because we were dating and my instinct was, let's move to New York. And that was, a f- I mean, I remember that conversation. That was really fun. I, it was not my shining hour where I was like, Dana, let's move to New York. It can be like, you know, all those TV shows we've seen. He was aggressive. He I was, was like, a little I'm aggressive. moving to New York and you have the decision to come <laughs> with me. <laughs> you can come with me or not. We've evolved. And I think what's funny is in hindsight, you love New York as a place and a place to grow and thrive far more yeah. than I do. And I think it's been in many ways, sort of better and more exciting for you on this journey Absolutely. than it has been for me. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. So we graduated in 2014. <laughs> Was it 14 or 15? I don't know. We're old. I'm going to say, tw- oh my goodness. I'm not sure. It was 14 or 15. Um, and we moved to the city and before... I came here, I was doing a summer semester at Berkeley and I had interviewed for an internship at a big publishing company here in New York City, one that you all definitely know. Um, And my big thing was that I didn't want to move here without a job to go to. So um, I was pretty gung-ho on finding an internship and making it worthwhile. Uh, so, so yeah, so I moved here in August and I started my internship in September and it was, uh, just a one semester credited internship, I guess, September to December. Um, 
keeping in mind, I came from a performance background, but in my mind, I was like, oh, licensing is where the money is at. And I wanted to follow the money. So, And for people who don't know what licensing is, it is? It's essentially licensing music from a specific catalog or from, you know, composers or musicians and placing them in advertisements, video games, in-house testing, um, it's really all the fun stuff all that the really fun feeds stuff. an artist's soul. And for all you Instagrammers out there who get blocked from okay. adding music, uh, this is licensing. <laughs> this is copyright <laughs> infringement. Uh, it's It sucks. That'll be the next episode, copyright infringement and all its wonders. Exactly. So um, that's what I did. And I'll dive a little bit more into that as we continue. But um, what did you do, Brian, when you first moved to the city? So I had been in touch. I knew that I wanted to go into theater and I knew I wanted to be a director. And that was sort of the dream that had been the dream since I was 13. And it was all I was ever going to do. And I was going to direct shows and I was going to direct musicals. And it was sort of, that was it. There was no stopping me. Big dreams. I had applied to grad school. Um, and I didn't get in, which was a huge um, shock to me. Because you were devastated. I was devastated. It was like the world had just told me to F off in the most aggressive way possible. And also having the worst grad school interviews, no one was nice to me. Not that they had to be nice to me. And I don't know if I was too precocious, but I just assumed that it would be a more pleasant experience. Anyway, so I took it upon myself to um, be busy. And what I did was I emailed and faced stalked every single director that I admired and everyone who whose work had spoken to me in some way who you know I'm, I'm a huge theater nerd and I'm a sort of as a kid it, it was everything that I had ever wanted or needed and I think we should sidebar this by telling everybody that you ran a theater company in Toronto for 10 years a non-profit yes. Uh, community you're theater. Like press agent. Yeah, you know. Thanks so much. I'll charge you by the yeah, hour. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so theater has definitely been in your bones and in your entire life and upbringing. So this was not uh, a new introduction to no. theater. Um, so I coming to New York was definitely your playground. And it was to be here for theater. And so I, I emailed every director I'd ever admired. Some of them wrote back um, stupidly for them. And I just started going for coffee. And I would say, you know, I admire your work so much. I had just graduated. Can I take you for a half an hour coffee? And I spoke to the most phenomenal people. And through that, I someone told me that, you know, the best thing you can do to get into the room is work for free. And that you can just watch and observe. And if you make yourself indispensable, that journey will unfold and you will then be needed. And then hopefully that will eventually lead to some sort of payment. I think this is a scary thing, though, when you graduate university is everybody tells you to network, network, network. Excuse me. Network, network, network. That's kind of a tongue twister. Um, and work for free. And that's really hard to wrap your head around and digest when you have student loans and you're just entering the workforce. And and it's tough, you know, but unfortunately, um, it is a necessary evil. And if you work hard, I mean, my father always said the harder the work you the harder you work, the luckier you get. Um, so. So anyway, so when you ended up reaching out to these directors, uh, how did you actually start working with them? I started working by being sort of an observer in the rehearsal room and getting coffee and doing dry cleaning and literally all the things I'm really terrible. I can barely like 
I can barely organize my own life. So doing that for someone else. And you had some hilarious. So I was really excited when I had my big internship at a big publishing company. And, you know, there were all these artists like Alanis Morissette and Beyonce and all these, you know, various people that I admired for my entire life, you know, plastered along the walls. And it was a very administrative secretarial position uh, that wasn't very creative. And I think it was interesting that I was hired. um, And this is the reality of internships is sometimes there's so much to do and there's so much to give interns and that's how you learn. And then unfortunately, on the flip side of the coin, sometimes there's just not enough work to go around. And you spent, I remember you spent like four out of five days on Facebook. Like you knew the I did. This is the truth. I mean, five years later, I can just open up and tell the truth is I spent most of my time on Facebook. And we spent most of the time texting. Most of my time texting you. Um, I also once had to go run and get one of the uh, <laughs> one of the women I worked for bespoke raisins from a random church in Soho. So that was an interesting experience. Do you that? It was the chef who made like these raisins mm-hmm. and dried them. They on were her really terrace. good. They were delicious. She gave us some free ones. I was like, sort of. And you, I, I think she felt bad for us. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and, and then there was the Christmas tree debacle. Then, oh my goodness. So during. Uh, during Christmas, um, I am very V Jewish and I had never, uh, <laughs> assembled Christmas lights before. So they asked me and gave me the task. This was my, you know, big task to, uh, to do the Christmas trees for the Christmas party. And let me tell you, I Googled how to do this. I put my best foot forward And I presented my beautiful, gorgeous trees to my bosses and they looked me dead in the eye and told me I did a shit job and I had to redo it. And in that moment, I thought to myself, this is the quintessential New York internship moment. What did did you learn? What is like the way to make a Christmas tree properly wrapped? As someone who's never done it. I still don't know. You still don't know. But maybe (laughs) maybe we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll have like a Christmas tree expert on this. Exactly. Anyways, my, uh, my internship ended and I actually ended up going to another publishing company that was um, much smaller in size. uh, And, that was a much better fit for what I was looking for at the time. It was a bit more boutique and I was able to sort of get to know the workplace and the workflow a little bit better. Um, But a month into that internship, I got hired at um, a production company that was working on customized compositions for advertisements and videos. So that second internship only lasted me about a month. Yeah, and then you got hired. You were just such a precious I got commodity. Hired. You were so wanted. Yep, and my salary was $36,000 a year. Yeah. Um, I remember my uh, my salary was $3,000 a month, which coming from zero to 3000 I was really, really excited. But as I've lived in the city long... That's tough to live on. That's tough to make it it's up. Tough to, uh, it's tough to... It's tough to enjoy and live and make rent and, and everything on, on that budget. Yeah, and I think for me it was so funny working for my heroes and these directors who I had always worshipped. I remember, oh, I remember so specifically like we were about to get engaged and I ha- 
and the I pressure. was and no, no, and I was talking to one of the people I was working for, and he sat me down. And I still to this day don't know if it was done in a loving way or, it, or what his perspective was. But he sat me down and he said, "You know, you're going to have to choose your career or your relationship, and you're going to have to make the decision of whether you want to devote your time and your energy and your creativity into essentially being happy and having a fruitful relationship, eventual marriage, and eventual family, or whether or not." you want this and i i remember being so uh, almost shell shocked by the concept that someone i had admired for so long could sit me down and say well in order to be successful you have to essentially give up your personal life and it was interesting because it, it, it came and what i, I you had some crazy hours too crazy and i remember coming home to you and i said in order to be successful do i have to be an asshole and I decided that, you know, I'd rather put my head on the pillow at night and, and be a decent human than be sort of what society has deemed as successful. Yeah. So, I mean, but you 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 stuck you stuck around directing for how long? Three and a half years. And, and I had some amazing experiences. I went yeah. to London. There were I some worked on Sunset Boulevard. I had like the most. I, uh, after that director, so I met some phenomenal people. Can I ask you, because I feel as if people listening might wonder how do you go from messaging people on Facebook going for coffee to going to London working on Sunset Boulevard with Glenn Close like that does feel um, from an outside perspective like a huge jump and for people who are looking to make those sort of career milestone moments um, what how did you get there oh uh Hard-hitting questions. I'm like, Diane Sawyer. No, it's interesting. I think I said yes to a lot of things, and I really was open to what people put in front of me. I think I was very, very fortunate to work for one specific director who changed my life and basically gave me the keys to the castle and said, if you come on this journey um, and say yes to things, it will be a phenomenal... So would you say it's essential to find a mentor in New York when you first move here? And how long did it take you to find that person? Well, I think that's interesting because I've always had mentors. I've always had people in my life who have helped and looked out for me. And you at, you know, now are just having sort of your first mentorship experience. You could say experience. my age, Brian. Yeah, now at 30. 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at 30, no, you're having your first mentorship experience and it's beautiful. Yeah, and I, think I it's never amazing. really had um, mentors growing up. Uh, maybe that was my problem with authority and leadership. Yeah, but do you we will pack that. No, we'll leave that's that for, for another. that's Kay. for our yeah. next podcast. Cool. Um, Dana and but, authority. But it's only really now, uh, five years after moving to New York and being in a completely different industry than and I starting ever own business. and starting my own business that I I have a mentor. Um, and mentors really just people who I look up to and I really respect and who are doing amazing things. And I think just sort of. Progressing our conversation into the next step, so I had my job at at the <laughs> publishing company. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying to avoid using names because I just don't want to make you know. You yeah. never know who's listening, guys. Um, and it was a good experience. It was a very small company. It was two guys and myself. Um, again, I felt like there wasn't enough to do to warrant a full-time position how did you feel working in a small environment that was so i think they had been together for eight years yeah and then you came in? i was the first employee that they hired full-time so it had been the two of them for the entire duration of the company and uh one of them worked in 
New Hope, maybe. Sure. I'm not sure. Worked outside of New that? York City. And um, my other boss worked out of a WeWork on Varick Street. And we had a very, very small office. It was, I remember three desks in a room that was for one. It was a single occupancy with three desks. It was tight i mean it was (laughs) it was like you know you watch girls or you watch sex in the city and you see those like really small you know offices or apartments and you're like oh my god that's that's what new york city is that actually is what but this was smaller it was smaller this was like a really bad closet that you could fit like one thing in it i'm gonna be totally transparent my closet now is bigger than the office the office so we were in close corners with each other yeah. um i remember you moved your computer screen away so they couldn't see what you were doing in case you didn't have work again Do you i that? think you, like, i was on it? facebook yeah uh which is so funny because i never go on facebook now um but through that time i had started arts and food as a recreational blog uh we, we were hungry yeah we were so hungry we moved um <laughs> from boston because that's where we went to college and we had started compiling a massive list of places that we were dying to try and eat and we're very hungry people we're very hungry and for some reason i actually don't know what moved you to start taking photos of food because all throughout dating in college you never did and then all of a sudden you decided to start taking photos of food why was that Oh, you know, I'm just so artistic. No, um, it's so interesting. I think I was sharing a lot of food, maybe pictures on, on my personal page, Instagram. and it was getting got annoying. It. And I just thought For the to myself, followers. yeah, I get right. That. Um, and of course, at my job that I didn't have enough to do, I was thinking to myself, I should get a hobby. Um, <laughs> and he- eating was a <laughs> eating and photography seemed like a great hobby to take up. Um, and it's really interesting. I've always sort of seen food as a artistic expression. And coming from a music background and performance, there is uh, an element of theatrics to 100%. to dining out and experiencing a meal, especially a fabulous one. It's interesting how much work a chef puts into their dishes the exact same as a team putting on a show. I mean, the, that is the, we have learned that in spades uh, working in this industry now. Um, but... Yeah, it was interesting. So I started Arts and Food while I was at my job. And and I worked on some cool projects at my job. We did a Jolly Ranchers sound bank campaign and and other very interesting sound. what were those sounds? <laughs> what were the, they were like, ha-ha, hoo-hoo, hee-hee. Was, you know what's funny? We come from, <laughs> I have a music degree. Wubba, wubba. Uh, and I was creating sounds like happy, sad, confused, What does confused angry, sound like? it was strange it was Um, strange it was cool and it was interesting to sit in the uh recording studio and with the ad agencies and the creative directors but i mean it is a tough tough world how soon after you started arts and food did we amass ten thousand followers so that's when everything really changed question uh so i so just going back i guess i got to new york in august i had my internships uh uh, that February I got hired, and that August, I believe we hit 10,000. 10,000. And that is when I everything changed. everything changed. I did quit my job, uh, which was one of. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? What was the decision to go quit the job and then eventually go back to school? I just was so deeply unsatisfied with my work. And I think the thing about New York that is so exciting and the reason to be here and be a young 
millennial in New York City or really anybody is just there's so much opportunity here. And I really felt like I wasn't um, experiencing everything New York had to offer. Uh, I felt really stagnant and I'm such a creative, curious person. Um, And it was tough for me. It was a really... I mean, you remember it was, remember it was awful. hard. I almost wanted to throw in the towel and move home. Well, I think it was interesting to come from such a creative background and realize that the thing you wanted, and it was similar. It's funny. We went through the same thing at the same time that while you were going through music and I was going through directing, it was the thing that you had wanted for so long looked nothing like what you would expect it. And it's really hard to let that go. Um, I'll be a hundred percent honest. You have, especially if you are come from an arts background and you have a dream and something that you've educated yourself in and you've done, you know, you've practiced. And I mean, I can't think of the, so many vocal coaches, uh, lessons, so many hours of practice and just emotion and time and absolutely. And just sort of, and just sort of looking at your life and saying, uh, Oh, this is nothing like I thought it would be. And, I'm unhappy. And I think that's a really hard conclusion to come to is just realizing, oh my goodness, I don't think that this is what I want to do. It's interesting being young when you have this picture of what your life is actually going to be. Not that we're so old, but you know, (laughs) and and, and you sort of feel as sort of staunch as you and I are that we are on a specific trajectory. Shifting from that trajectory is so overwhelming. Absolutely. So how was going back to school? So um, we got engaged. Actually, that's not true. I quit my job. We went away. We got engaged. And throughout that process, before we went uh, we got engaged in Paris, but before we went to Paris, casual. so casual. Um, it was beautiful, Brian. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that moment. Um, I had applied to the new school for their media management program. I knew I wanted to stay in entertainment in some capacity, but I felt a little bit lost as to what my skills were outside of music, as that was sort of what I had been in for so long. So uh, I applied to the program I actually found it I got accepted while we were away Away, yeah and we got back November I believe and that January 20 I'm so bad with dates I want to say it was 2016 20 something yeah 2016 um that January 2016 I went back to school and I did a two-year program in a year a little under a year and a half and it was so interesting while you were in school because i remember how liberated you were and you were taking these amazing courses you were taking a course at the facebook headquarters and you were taking these courses about what does media mean how i mean even just the concept that we're here doing a podcast where five years ago the art of podcasting wasn't what it is today and how things are evolving constantly absolutely and it was funny for me to be in a rehearsal room working with these amazing people but really realizing that like oh i i i think wanting to spend time and create things with you as my partner was so much more important to me than assisting an associate directing on broadway and i think i had made not to sound egotistical i think i think i was on a very specific path that would have turned out to exactly what i wanted but again what i had thought i wanted looked nothing like what i needed I'm going to put this little plug in there is that as you can tell, as I was like, I was playing on Facebook, I was messaging Brian, Brian and I are a hundred percent codependent in like the best way possible. In the best way possible. We miss each other when we are not together. And considering the fact that we both come from such creative backgrounds, our dream 
uh, even when we were in college and even when we were friends actually was that we would work together um, and we always felt like we did our best work did our best work together rather than apart and even with the shows or even with projects I was working on like it was always a collaboration behind the scenes maybe the people we were working for didn't know that but yeah I remember you putting together a playlist for Monopoly and me you know emailing directors taking a break and like us texting back and forth about what would good songs be to pitch to Monopoly. Exactly. Um, And then you go, yeah. And then I think it's just really important to mention also like throughout all this, like we were blogging and we were, we were doing arts and food and we were trying to up our photography and go to restaurants and make relationships with PR companies and other bloggers um, and stay active and thoughtful online and see sort of trends that were happening in the marketplace and adapting and growing with those trends. And I think the most interesting thing is once you graduated and we got married, we had amassed this following and Which we wasn't very much. We only like had 16,000 followers when we got married. Not a lot, only 16. No, but it's but, true. It wasn't a lot in context. But it's not nothing and um and we were late to the game too. Yeah, I we mean, really we late. really only started I guess now 4 years ago whereas other bloggers who are our contemporaries started like eight or 10. I mean, they were really at the top of the game and they were sort of like the thought leaders on Instagram. So we had a lot of catching up to do. And it's interesting because we we moved here together. We had our separate careers. You went to grad school and then we went, I actually left a show I was working on for us to get married and to go on a honeymoon. And we were sitting in the Indonesian jungle staring out and I was deeply unhappy with the shows I was working on. You had just graduated with no clue what to do. Yep. And And we looked at each other. And we said, let's work together. Actually, truth dana said to me let's work, let's together. work together and i was like no okay um and funny enough when we got back from our honeymoon uh to new york i actually applied for jobs i thought to myself i just graduated my master's i know i want to start this company but i kind of saw it as like a a sidebar project that eventually when we got our shit together, yeah. I would leave that job to and go work, work together and because work we together. had to amass some sort of income. And the truth is, and you'll hear it here first is I could not get hired. Yeah. I think I was overeducated and underemployed. <laughs> um, and it was tricky because you had a master's in media management and I was overqualified for the positions I was applying for, but I was underqualified for an executive position just in terms of my experience in the past because my experience had been solely based in music. in music. Um, so it left me in a very precarious. Precarious. I know I have big words. Oh my gosh. I'm a big girl. <laughs> um, With a master's. <laughs> it left me in a very precarious situation because I was kind of forced to create my own thing. And we were hired by a restaurant that just recently closed, unfortunately, to do social media. And it was the first time we had been paid for anything having to do with media. And it is what started the business. And it's interesting when you first start um, any sort of entrepreneurial venture is even coming up with like rates. How much do we charge? What is something like this cost? What's the labor involved? What's the hourly um, what are my deliverables? What are they going to expect of me? And it was just really interesting. And this is sort of, you know, we'll, I guess we should start rounding it up. But, um, you know, we incorporated an LLC and we started did all put, the business. We did all the, does. exactly. And we, we learned a lot about that and we started putting together packages and 
And we realized we spent so long trying to define what it was that we did. And what we realized was we were people who worked in new media and old media, and we developed things across all platforms. And it's so interesting over the past now two years this August that we've been working and running our own business is there is no such thing as t- in 2019 as only doing one thing in your company. And it's constantly changing. Always. I mean, what we did two years ago is not what we do now. I mean, there are elements and components, but it, but our life and our work looks very, very different now. And obviously we have, you know, our producing and, and the Broadway shows we work on as well, which I think is all part of the company is all part of the company. And we'll be in our next podcast. If y'all tune in, what was the, what is the most major thing that you've learned in the past five years that you would say is the biggest sort of lesson when you're first coming to New York and you're sort of trying to figure out your path? That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, I think my biggest advice would be to find out what you don't want. Oh, that was mine. Ah, yeah. Um, I think that's a powerful, powerful thing to, to know, um, knowing what you don't want and then you can eliminate all the noise and focus in on what you're passionate about and just remember, and this is something that I wish was a little bit more ingrained into me. Granted, Brian and I moved here and had no friends. We didn't know anybody. We didn't have one contact. Um, There are so many opportunities here. And if you work hard and you sit and you email people and you throw things at the wall, you're not a shit. (laughs) No, truthfully, but, but you're enough of a, of a presence um, you will find your place here. New York has options and that is the best thing about this city is options it's, and opportunity. And people are always looking for really good, talented, smart people to work with. A hundred percent. And even if you're not that smart and not that talented, if you're a good presence in the room where people want you around, you can forge a beautiful, beautiful career. And what would you, what would you say, Brian? What would well, be you your final words of advice? Uh, I would say that it's interesting because no isn't really a response and people can say no, but it really is a not now and it's up to you. No one will want anything as much as you do and need it as much as you do. So the more proactive you are in forging a path, the more successful, the more potential for success you have. And I would just say one more thing, which is to create your own opportunities. Always. And, uh, and the biggest lesson I've learned is the ability to pivot if something 100%. is not working, uh, what is your next move? Uh, and that that next move might not be the winning move, but at least you're you're making changes and moving towards what makes you happy and 100%. moving away from things that don't make you happy. And I would say that's and that's it. That's it for first podcast down. How'd it go? I thought it went really well. I thought it went really well. Guys, I don't know. On, on YouTube, you say like and subscribe. So in the podcasting world, I guess it's tune in. Tune in. Tune and in next time. Hopefully, this is the first of many. And if you um, if you liked this podcast, please share it with your friends. Follow and us at, at artsandfood underscore NYC. DM us what you want to hear next. Absolutely. And uh, this is AFNYC's first, first Instagram. Podcast. First it's podcast. Instagram podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Signing <went> well. out. <laughs> Bye, guys.